Hello and welcome to the Iowa Hospital Association's podcast, Getting to Know. My name is Joa Hogan. Today we talk with William Kiefer, CEO of Atoma Regional Health Center. William holds a Bachelor of Science degree in both microbiology and nursing. He also holds an MBA and a Doctor of Nursing practice degree with a focus on executive healthcare leadership. William has worked in various rural communities where he has successfully improved the delivery of healthcare services. He has served as Chief Clinical Officer, Chief Operating Officer, and CEO. He has been married to Jasmine for 22 years and has three children, Madison, Ethan, and Sophie. Welcome, William, to the podcast. Thank you for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'd like to start off our conversation by learning more about you and your healthcare journey from a young person to your current role as CEO of Atuma Regional Health Center. Can you tell us about that journey? I started off knowing that I wanted to, to work in healthcare. I felt, I think like many people do, called to healthcare. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to impact people's lives and started off as an algo tech. For those of you who don't know what that is, I was doing hearing screens on on infants and I did that for a couple of years. I'm actually from the South. I'm from El Paso, Texas. While I was completing my bachelor in microbiology, I was accepted to med school and was planning to go that route. And then we had twins and that kind of changed my mind there. And so I quickly switched gears and I was I decided to go into nursing. I did I got my nursing degree in a year in a fast track program. I started my master's in in business about three months after I graduated with my nursing degree because I quickly knew that I wanted to go into administration. And so I worked at the bedside for about 11 months in a cardiovascular ICU. And then I uh, started my nursing leadership journey that took me to be the director of a surgical orthopedic floor, followed by an administrative director over 13 departments in a large hospital owned by HCA at the time. And then I moved to tenant and then I moved to rural. I moved to uh, rural hospitals and worked in critical access hospitals for about, I would say about five years. So that's been part of my journey, moving from nursing. I was a CNO, as you mentioned, chief clinical officer, and then a chief operating officer, and then ultimately now a CEO. You started off as an algo tech. Is that is that correct? Correct. Yeah, I've never heard of that. And I know you explained what that is. How did you get into that field? So I was looking at an entry-level position. I had a friend. Uh, well, my friend at the time happens to be my, my wife today. She was able to get me hired into that position. And like I said, I did that for a couple of years. And it just assured me at the time that healthcare is where I wanted to be. But that was very interesting. And you said you worked with infants in their hearing. Correct. And so it's just a quick little screen that happens in healthcare even today. We want to make sure that infants can hear so that if they if there are any hearing issues, that they get referred to an audiologist early and they can take corrective measures, whatever corrective measures are, are necessary. So your journey has taken you literally across the country and your different roles. What are some major differences you've encountered based on the geographic location you were working in or studying in? To your point there, I've worked far west Texas, which is El Paso, and then I worked north of Dallas for a while. And then I, I've lived and worked in Gallup, New Mexico, in Montana, and the Houston area, now in Iowa. Everywhere you go, uh, of course, there are similarities and there are differences. In the Gallup area, Gallup, New Mexico is Western New Mexico. That is surrounded by the Navajo Nation. 
so I had the opportunity to to live and work and and serve Native American folks, and so a large part were the were Navajos. I worked in the independent hospital there in Gallup, and then basically across the street from us was a similarly sized Indian Health Services hospital. Together, we worked to service the unique needs of that population. They have Navajos, and this is true of basically every demographic group. They have unique bodies and unique systems and different diseases. You see different diseases in in, in different populations. And so was able to serve them and their their needs. Lots of alcoholism. So we had a large inpatient detox and recovery unit when I worked there in, in Gallup. For those folks, uh, aside from the acute side, which is where I was working as the chief operating officer at the time. From there, I went up to Montana, very northern Montana, a town called Shelby, which was about 20 minutes uh, south of Canada. Very small community. Again, unique situation. What actually brought me there was the hospital was owned by the county and they very much wanted to get out of owning a hospital. And so they asked me to come in and I helped to sell the hospital for them. And we were able to do that. Very rural community. So a lack of services and, and really working with that community to bring in additional services, but also to connect them to the larger areas so that they could have the healthcare that they needed as much as we could do for them locally and then getting, getting them out to Great Falls or wherever else they might need to, to receive their health care. And then uh, Houston, I worked in the Houston area. We were actually in the suburbs, actually further than the suburbs, I would say a little bit further out rural, where everything is at your fingertips. And so there we were just trying to keep up with the growth. Uh, Houston was is and was growing at a tremendous clip. And I was building clinics and trying to grow the facility to meet the demands of the the tremendous growth there. Lots of lots of industry and partnerships with industries and school districts, things of that nature. And then now I'm here in Iowa, working in Atumwa, again, a rural community. What's interesting about Atumwa is it's underserved, underprivileged, with a significant burden, I would say, of mental health coupled with behavioral health challenges. And those are sister epidemics, I would say. And so we're working hard to, to try to meet the healthcare needs of, of that population here. We have an inpatient behavioral health unit that we're growing, making sure that we are available to meet those needs of our community. Very eclectic, diverse experiences there. Quick follow-up question. Sure. So with your experience with the Navajo Nation, now you mentioned that you worked across the street from a Navajo a hospital within their own community. Correct. In still in the modern era, is there still an element of native medicine or cultural medicine practices that are, are a little bit different than your modern Western medical a situation where you blend the two, if you will? Absolutely. And so, and I am by no means an expert. Uh, I will tell you what I know, but going back to one of your questions there or statements, like I said, there was an Indian Health Services hospital. And so Native Americans, there's an entire network of hospitals that service them across the country, depending on where there are pockets and populations of Native Americans. And they're called Indian Health Services hospitals. They're funded and run by the federal government. Those are very much Western medicine driven. However, 
in today's modern world, there are, of course, Native Americans who are much more modern and that they just kind of rely on Western medicine. And then there are more traditional uh, folk. You'll see people who are just more in their family and their traditional cultural life. They are just closer to that. And so they'll ask medicine men to come in and visit them in the hospital. And there are certain things that they do and rituals that they undergo, sometimes to prevent hospitalization. And then sometimes when they are hospitalized as an adjunct to the Western medicine that they're, that they're receiving in the hospital. Of course, to be culturally sensitive, those were certainly things that we were open to when, when I lived and worked in, in, in Gallup. Very interesting. I'm sure we could talk, we could have a, a podcast just in itself about that. And thank you so much for that information. Yeah, very sure. fascinating. Well, William, can you tell us uh, something that people might be surprised to know about you? I lived in Brazil for two years and I, I'm Hispanic by background. So I speak English, Spanish and Portuguese. Oh, great. So when did you live in Brazil? I actually served a mission for my faith. And so I was in Brazil for two years uh, in the northeastern part of Brazil, a city called Recife. And it's spelled R-E-C-I-F-E, but R's are kind of pronounced like H's. So it's it's pronounced Recife instead of Recife. I was there from 19 to 21, so 99 to 2001. You bring just a collective cultural collection to a Tamwood. I'm sure it's very appreciative. Tell us what is your biggest achievement so far? I have a wonderful family. I've been married to my wife for 23 years. We have three children. Uh, we have two 19-year-olds, young adults that are in college and doing their thing. And, and then we have a 16-year-old daughter at home with us still, and we're a happy family. We go through our challenges just like anyone else does. But at the end of the day, we enjoy being around one another and spending time with one another. So that is the most important thing in my life. When it comes to career and achievements in that regard, I certainly was, you know, as I've grown in my career and the titles have changed, I think that you have to grow in your career to become a CEO. So that was an exciting time when I was first a CEO. It's more about the things they've been able to accomplish with the teams that I've worked with, opening services in Gallup that met the needs of that community, uh, one of which was the Addiction Recovery Center. That, that was a, a marked achievement, and not of mine, but of, of the team that I worked with. There were some things that I did when I worked uh, in the Houston area that really uh, drove dr uh, significant financial improvements, the organization that I was a part of at the time. And that was a collaborative, again, a collaborative and team approach. Um, and it benefited the community and patients. Since I've been here in Atumwa, we are very much working on a, a cultural turnaround for this organization. We've had some significant challenges and we are facing those. I'm, I'm grateful for the team that we've been able to put together here and for the progress that we're making. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people depend on us, on the organization for their livelihood. And the community depends on us for their healthcare and at times to expand their family or to save a life of a loved one or of, of their own life. And so each and every day when we are operating a healthcare facility, a hospital, we are impacting lives in dramatic ways. And I'm hopeful that it's always in a positive way. I know that's not always the case, but we always rise to the challenge and, and hear what 
the needs are for improvement. And wherever I've worked, there's always been a great team around me. And I feel that people are very dedicated in healthcare. And at the end of the day, almost everyone is dedicated to doing the right thing. And, and I feel very privileged to work in a in an environment, in a profession, and have a career that I feel makes a difference every day. What major project or projects does the Tumwa Regional Health Center have going on or planned for the near future? At the end of last year, we unveiled a new cath lab. And so we have a, a state-of-the-art cath lab that we've rolled out recently. So we're excited about that. And we're hoping to bring in some additional providers this year, another general surgeon that we're working on. We have some OBs that we're looking to add to, to the mix to further enhance and grow our OBGYN services here in, in Ottumwa. Also looking at uh, bringing in additional providers for pains, uh, for pain so that we can have more pain specialists available to provide interventions for those that are struggling with pain in their lives. We have a pretty significant remodel that we're hoping to get approval on so that we can remodel our inpatient acute rehab unit so that it is more conducive to meeting the needs of the rehab patient. And so those are some of the major initiatives that we have underway at this time. That sounds great. And our last question for today, what is the best advice you've ever been given? Yeah, so I, I would say the best advice that I've ever been given is to only take advice and give the most credence to those individuals who are in a place where I want to be. And so if I'm getting advice from someone who doesn't understand, has not been where I am, and is not in a place that I would switch my life with theirs at this moment, probably not the best voice to be listening to. But if I would switch places with them uh, in my career or in whatever situation I'm seeking advice, that's someone that I should seek and listen to the voice of. Oh, that is great advice. I'm going to remember that. It was very impactful when it was given to me and it stuck with me ever since. I want to thank you so much, William Kiefer, CEO of Atoma Regional Health Center for being on the podcast today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This podcast has been an opportunity to get to know Iowa hospital leaders. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for another episode next month.